what a beautiful name it is. Amen. Thank you. The name of Jesus. You know, I'm so glad that his name and who he is and all that he is 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 not about all of the thrills and the frills of this season, even though it's nice to admire and look upon and talk about and etc. But it's about right inside here, right inside the heart, right inside the depths of the soul. That's the part of us that cries out for more. That's the part of us that cries out, that has a longing to know what joy and what peace is really all about to know what it's like to be forgiven of all wrongdoing to have no trespasses held against us and that is only found in Jesus and he is not some mythical character floating around on a certain cloud in the sky no he is the very son of God who has come down to live among his people and he lives in our hearts he lives in our souls by the Holy Spirit he brings heaven to earth by the power of the Holy Spirit he brings righteousness to an unrighteous world by the power of the Holy Spirit he brings kindness to an unkind world by the power of the Holy Spirit, He brings love to a hurting world. The Bible teaches us that Paul actually talks about this in 1 Corinthians 12. And he says something to the effect that he's talking about the body of Christ, the church, not the institution, but the people. He says, when one member of the body hurts all of its members hurt and when one member of the body is honored all of its members are glad most of you know if not all know about the tragedy of our church this week a family in our church the sudden passing of a young man whose family is here today. And I can't imagine what it took for them to get out of bed this morning and come, other than the very name that Aaron was singing about. And I'm not here to put a spectacle or a spotlight on them today. I felt it was important for us as a church body. This is the first Sunday we get to worship together since things have happened. And I think it would be good for us to take a moment and to pray. I want to read a scripture and then I'm going to pray. And by the way, the dance that Maya delivered this morning. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Lamentations 3 says this says, the thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. 
yet, yet I still dare to hope. I still dare to hope. I still dare to hope. When I remember this right here, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. Never ends. It says His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Each morning. I've been telling people this week, day by day, because when you rise, His mercies fall fresh on you. He says, I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in Him. I will hope in Him. The Lord has given me a prayer to pray this morning over us as a church body. If you, if you find it in, a, in your heart to do this, if you're able to just link hands with those around you. You don't even have to play. Just link hands. Just touch those near you. Touch those near you today. All around this room. And let's pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you already know the pain that we've carried, the deep wounds, the feelings of loss and heartache. You know how we've so often lost hope, wondering if we'll ever be truly free from this burden. It feels too great some days. And we desperately need your healing and grace. We need your peace and our hope restored. We need to be reminded that you work on behalf of those you love. We're not forgotten. You work constantly and powerfully and completely seeing it through to the end. Forgive us for trying to fix our situations on our own. Forgive us, O oh God, for running different directions and spinning our wills to find help when true help and healing must be found first in you. Forgive us, O oh Lord, for forgetting how much we need you above everyone and everything else. We come to you and bring you the places we are hurting. You see where no one else can fully see or understand. You know what's there. You know all the places where we need to be set free, even those we're not aware of, O oh God. We ask for your healing and your grace to cover every broken place, every wound, every heartache within us. Thank you that you were able to do far more than we could ever imagine. And thank you for your mighty power that acts on behalf of your children. We reach out to you today.
today, we reach out to you. And know that you are restoring and redeeming every place of difficulty, every battle for your greater glory. Thank you that you will never waste our pain and our suffering. It's not in vain. We love you, oh God, and we need you. We acknowledge your great faithfulness. Oh God, our Father, and we accept your mercies that are so fresh and so new today. Rain on us your fresh mercy, we pray. In that beautiful name, the name of Jesus. Can you just say Jesus? Jesus. What a beautiful name. Amen and amen. Come on, let's honor the Lord and give him glory today. Amen. Why don't you have a seat where you are today? I say every week it's so great to see each and every one of you. I mean it today in a way I've probably never meant it before. It's really, really wonderful to see each and every one of you today. Our ushers are going to come forward as we prepare to give today. There's going to be a little bit of movement back here as we're getting things ready for our kids. Boy, I mean, is there anything that brings more joy to us than getting to see kids sing and bless us, right? <laughs> Listen, I want to just thank you so much for your generosity over the past several weeks through our Christmas blessing offering. At last count, we were able to raise over $3,700 to go towards our Christmas outreaches and blessings. I can't tell you how wonderful it was to be able to just meet some needs that were in our community and within our church. And so I just thank you for that generosity. Thank you for being faithful to give. Amen. So listen, we're going to lift our offerings to the Lord this morning. God, we thank you for your constant provision in our lives, for making a way where we need a way. Lord, I ask that you would continue to put your hand of blessing and provision upon every life in this house. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, New Life Church, we hope you enjoy your Christmas present. You're all sitting on it. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Some of you that are over the age of 25 are much more excited than those of you who are under 25. <laughs> but we were blessed by another church family with this wonderful Christmas gift. Um, I got just a couple announcements, and while we're doing that, I'm going to let all of our New Life kids who are participating this morning, if you will come right over here around the curtain, Miss Mariah is waiting on you, so you guys can head that way. Look at all that cuteness. <laughs> come on, Mike. Come on. <laughs> we have just a couple of announcements and things today. Um, next Sunday is New Year's Eve, and we want all of you to be here. We have some special things planned for New Year's Eve, just a couple of fun things that we're going to be doing and sharing with you. And so we want each and every one of you to make sure that you're here. Um, yeah, I can go. 
Make sure that you're here next Sunday and with us as we're, we're going to really believe that God is going to pray in a, a wonderful new year for each and every one of you. And so we just want you to make sure that you're planning to be a part and be here with us next Sunday. Our kids are getting ready over there, so we're going to give them just a second. I want to say to each and every one of you today how thankful I am for your generosity and your kindness and your prayers this week. I know I speak on behalf of Rodney and and his girls and their family, how much they have felt them and they were tangible and supportive. And so I am so thankful for this beautiful family that we have. Man, family, the family you get to choose (laughs) is almost more special than the one that you're with, right? (laughs) And so I am thankful for each and every one of you for choosing to be a part of this beautiful family. It really is an honor and a privilege to be one of your pastors and to be with each and every one of you. I also want to extend to you that over the coming days and weeks, that if there is any moment that you need us, that we are here and we are present for you at any point in time. Don't hesitate to reach out. All right? Um, I know. They're working on it. Yeah. Mr. Thomas is engaged. I know, it's like stretching. It's hard. It's okay. It's all right. I won't sing for you. No. It's kind of a joke. <laughs> let them greet each other? Okay. We'll, we, we will. We'll let you greet each other for a moment. We are a little scared that some of you are going to run back to the food table. <laughs> and uh, let's just... And it's closed, and you know, it's like when your mama got a new couch and she, and, or a new car, and she pretended like you weren't going to eat in there. So we're going to try to wait a little while to eat our meat, right? So, but listen, hug somebody's neck around you really quickly. We'll get this all straightened away and get our kids good to go. Hug somebody's neck this morning. Love on them a little bit as we get ready to receive from our kids.
a seat. I won't do it, but I am going to say, we're getting ready for our kids, and I was just reminded that we have a Christmas birthday, so at some point today, would you make sure you want to do, you're letting them do it, it's okay, you know what, we'll make Pastor Jeremy stand with you, because his birth, come on Sydney, Sydney's birthday is tomorrow, come on, and, and come on. Pastor Jeremy, come on, Pastor Jeremy, we'll just have to, come on. Pastor Jeremy's birthday was just yesterday, so so we're going to sing happy birthday, and Miss Haley, they're insisting that we do it the FCS way, the FCS way, so I'm going to put my microphone down, and those of you who know this, you just sing it with us as we sing happy birthday to them. If you're visiting today, this is never what church is like, um, but... Today it is. So here we go. All right, ready? So on on that birthday note, we are happy to present to you our new life kids.
Thank you.
world waits for a miracle. Heart longs for a little bit of hope. Oh, come. Oh, come. Emmanuel. Child prays, peace on earth. She's calling out from the deep of her.
our worship team back up if you could, guys. Yeah, Sid, you get to stay. Come on, let's give it up for all of our amazing young people this morning. From youngest to the, to the oldest, you guys, you guys never cease to amaze me. And how about Mariah for orchestrating and directing? Amen. Beautiful job. I want to read you guys this portion of scripture. It's about the shepherds on the night that Jesus was born. It's straight out of Luke chapter 2. It'll be on your screen. You can follow along as you read with me. I'm, I'm not going to be like preaching a full message or anything like that. So if anybody's getting antsy and like... Luke chapter 2. By the way, this is the only gospel that you'll find this story in out of the four, the way Luke writes it. Luke 2, verse 8. It says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, hey, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. Good news that will bring great joy. Great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will... Find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God. And they were saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to, to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and all they had seen. And it was just as the angel had told them. Shepherds. It's unique that God chose the shepherds to be the first ones to whom he told this secret birth about. Not the religious elite not the successful businessmen, and not the politicians, but the shepherds. See, the thing about the shepherds in that day and time was the shepherds were, the, were, were the lowest, one of the lowest on society's scale. They were low. And the thing about their occupation was it actually prevented them from worshiping in the temple 
because they were not able to meet all the religious regulations and requirements to get ceremonially pure and clean in order to go into the temple. How about that? Even then, religion said you have to clean yourself up to come to God. But God said, no, come to me and I clean you up. And unfortunately, that lie has been, and has been going on, has been twisted around for centuries, telling people of this world, you need to get your act together before you can come to God. And God says, no, 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 no. You got it all wrong. You got it backwards. That's why I sent a Savior. Not just anyone, but my son. Pure and spotless. I sent him. You come to him. He and I will make things right in your life. But that's what was going on, and, and God's like, you know what, these outsiders, shepherds, I'm flipping the script here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them the inside scoop as to what I am doing. I know by the natural way of things, it should be the religious, and it should be certain ones who should hear it first, but no, I'm going all the way out to the countryside, and I'm going at night, and I'm going to shout it through an angel, and I'm going to tell them, shepherds, you get to hear. You have heard on high. You have heard from me. My son, Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, has been born tonight. Go check it out for yourself. And when you go, you're going to find him in this position. You're going to find the parents this way. And sure enough, that's what, they, that's what happened. They went, they saw and then when they left, they didn't keep the secret to themselves. No, it said they told everyone that they could find. No, they weren't, they weren't assigned. They weren't, they weren't schooled. They weren't educated through the Sanhedrin and through religious training. No, they just simply encountered Jesus, and it changed their lives. And that's what qualified them to tell other people that they were the lowest. If you were to go today to Bethlehem, just outside of Bethlehem, there's a small cathedral that supposedly marks the birthplace of Jesus. And inside this cathedral, you'll find a high altar. And just behind the high altar, you'll find a cave, a little cavern that's lit by silver lamps. And if you were to go down into that cavern, you will see on the floor a star that marks where Jesus was lying there in the manger at that time where this cathedral was. The thing about it, though, when you go in and you stand there at the edifice of this cathedral and you admire its beauty, you walk in, and if you were to go into the cave to go see the star, you have to actually stoop down. The reason you have to stoop down is because the door is low. The door frame is not very high. You think Curtis has to duck down through every door frame around here. Anyone who would enter that cave would have to stoop. You know, the same goes for approaching Jesus. We have to get low. We can admire the world from standing tall, but to draw close to the Lord, we must get low. Because it says the proud don't get what God has to offer. The humble 
get his grace. See, while the religious elite were sleeping, the successful were dreaming, the shepherds were kneeling. They were already low in society's eyes. And they already knew, and they teach us to approach Christ, we must go low. We must not approach him thinking we have ourselves together now. We got all our problems fixed. We got all our ducks in a row. No, we go to Christ acknowledging I'm a mess. I have issues. I have troubles. I have secrets. I have problems. Jesus, can you help me? And you know what his answer is? And it's always been is yes. Absolutely, you have. See, I love that story about the shepherd because it, it teaches us a couple of things. It teaches us that we may find ourselves in a, in a, in a day of life where it's dark and we feel low inside. God came for the lowly. God sends his son for the low one. But it also teaches us in their act, in their action, and that is when they approached Christ, they knelt, they made themselves even lower. And they were able to receive everything that heaven had to offer. Friends, Christmas is a time that we take to celebrate and to commemorate and to reflect what it's all about and it's about the coming of our Savior into this world and God has given him the name that is above every name the name of Jesus means God saves I don't know about all of you but I know for myself there are things I need saving from and I can't get myself out of it and I can't save myself. Only the God of love through Jesus Christ can save me. And he's the only one who can help us in this hour, in this day, in this time, in our life, period. It's Jesus. So if you find yourself in this hour, as I know, I know personally, some of you are in a low spot. And that doesn't even begin to describe how you feel. But Jesus is here. And he walks with you, and he holds your hand, and he holds you, and he watches over you when you sleep. And we're even told God's word declares that every tear we cry, he keeps in a bottle. There's not a tear that's shed that he doesn't catch. But if today you, you're here and you're like, it's Christmas, I'm in church, supposed to give my props to the big man upstairs it's more than that God came near then so that he could be near now today in your heart if you feel distant from him all you got to do is humble yourself get low and acknowledge I need you and guess what he hears you and he'll rush right in and he'll help you He'll give you the love. He'll give you the forgiveness. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you everything 
he has because he loves you. He loves you.